WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Fourth and final hour of the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. Hopefully you're having a nice Wednesday evening. Still nothing on the Patriots front. Silence. No news for Bill Belichick, although his good buddy Nick Saban has retired from Alabama. Uh, Pete Carroll, the uh, last head coach prior to Bill Belichick here in New England, he is out in Seattle, although they've sort of shined it up where he's going to be like an advisor or something, which I think he could be Fitzy unless somebody comes calling. I think Pete definitely sounded like a guy who wants to coach still. I think he even used his jacked and pumped line again. Like he was all fired. He's like shot out of a cannon every time you listen to Pete Carroll. You saw him like bopping and weaving and jiving and jumping after the big uh, Monday night win. He's kind of into it still. Against the Eagles. He is. But like who you can't imagine that it would be more than five years tops if you hired him. Right. So he would be a win now coach who among the teams that is still looking for a head coach is in win now mode that would think like, okay, Pete Carroll is going to be the guy that's going to take us over the top. Chargers? Probably not. I mean, you need a good offensive coordinator in there, although they have Kellen Moore, right? So, I mean, but their defense, like Staley was a defensive guy, and their defense let him down. So I could see maybe the appeal to Pete Carroll there. Their offense, I mean, he like he kept he kept trying to remind us the defense didn't let him down. Now, the defense let them down, obviously. <laughs> most of the year. Against the Raiders. Yeah. Against the Raiders, for sure. But their offense was wildly inconsistent this year. I know it for sure was. Uh, and then... I, I made the comment, like, I think Alabama is really, like, the 33rd NFL team. And, like, that becomes a massive job. I think it is relevant to the NFL head coaching search. Forget about the name, but do you think Alabama replaces Saban with a current college coach or uh, an NFL guy? Current college coach. Yeah. Like Dan Lanning. Yep. Uh, and also uh, DeBoer, Kalen DeBoer, the guy who coaches Washington, who just burst oh, onto the scene right. this year. Yeah. He's like the number two betting favorite already. Okay. So in the NFL, as it stands, Titans, Raiders, Chargers, Commanders, Falcons, Panthers, Seahawks are the openings. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll see if the Patriots are added to that list tomorrow or if they're just still taking their time. Or they're waiting on a trade. I don't I don't know. But that, that remains out there. Nothing really new on the Patriots front. But if you want to weigh in on that, you can. You can also hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. And if you miss any of the program, you can download the Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Got all the hours, segments broken up right there for you. You can listen to them whenever you want. All right, Wednesday nights around 9 o'clock, we like to uh, break out a little Can I Get a Ruling? where we kind of ask all kinds of questions, and then we try to determine what the proper answer is. So, Fitz, why don't you go first with Can I Get a Ruling? All right. More often than not, I find myself, like many people, in these awkward social engagements, and I just don't know how to handle the situation. Hence, mm-hmm. can I get a ruling? Here's one that happens to me a lot around this house uh, and happened you know, many times with various roommates over the years as well. Let me ask you, how long can someone else's food or drink be in the refrigerator before you're allowed to get in on that action? It's a great question because I feel like two things happen. Either you end up eating it too soon and then that person's mad, or you're like, I'm not going to eat it. And then the other person doesn't eat it either for a couple days, and then you end up throwing it out. And you're like, oh, two days ago it would have been a great lunch, and now I'm throwing it out. So I think now 
because like now it's it's not a roommate; it's my wife, right? So this is and, and the kids are too small, so it's we get just, along about the same. So, yeah, right? It's different but similar. And <laughs> no, I feel like now it's one of those things where there is like a little bit of a grace period. Like if we order something the night before, mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat it for that uh, the next day for lunch. Mm-mm. However, if I'm really looking at it and there are not a lot, of, not a lot, of, not a lot of other options, I'll shoot her a text. Like if she's at work and I'm like. Are you looking forward to this when you get home, or like, can I have this? So I just get the I communicate rather than just like taking a chance because I hate having to throw something out that I would have loved like two days earlier. I I can't stand that, and that's the thing too. Like I'm a guy yep. that will eat. I don't mind pushing the boundaries of how long you're allowed to have something in the fridge. I'm not talking like a month later and you have to like peel it off the yeah yeah you yeah. know the flooring of the fridge. But <laughs> yeah, is this still I don't good? Have like, a, no, it's not. I don't write on it like this entered the fridge on this date must be thrown away no. 72 hours later. No, like, of course not. Are, you know, especially if it's like, look, you get a plate of Chinese food, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, maybe there's a little mushu in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Could be some uh, chicken and peanut. Who knows? Yep. And you eat it one night, like you said. You don't have it the next day because you just had it last night. It was a little mm-hmm. salty. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, two days later, you're thinking you may want to have it, but yeah, it was that was the dish your wife ordered. But Correct. She's not going to get around on it, and you got to get in there yourself. You you got to get in there yeah. as well. You got to get in there as well. Don't let it go to waste. See, we have it's kind of funny in our house. Our Chinese food orders are very different. So it's like oh. what's in there is clearly hers or clearly mine. Whereas, say you get pizza, and you're like, all right, like. Were you planning on eating that when you get home, or can I have that? And then I end up eating seven of the eight slices or whatever. You're like, that wasn't just your pizza, you know. <laughs> so yeah, no, that one I I'll shoot her a text. Oh, so I'm what's like, your go to? What so then? What's your go to with all oh, with Chinese food? Yeah, uh, General Gao's chicken, as spicy yeah. as you can get it, and Ooh. probably like a just like a chicken lo mein, like for the noodles. Okay. Yeah, I'll eat I'll eat any and all of that. Mine is my kids love. Fried rice, and they want the steak teriyaki sticks forever and ever. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I am so I like mushu, like pork mushu or mushu vegetables in an egg roll. Oh, egg rolls are a staple. So you always get the two egg rolls. Egg we roll. each get one. Start with that, no problem. Have I to. I love that. Uh, I remember Shime uh, tipped me off to this. He was like, his dad would always drive to the place, order there, get yourself a mai tai while you wait for the food, and then drive it home. Pro move. So I'm like, that's what I do now. So I go sit at the bar. I go, can I order a Mai Tai and then order to go? And the guy's like, absolutely. And by the time you finish the Mai Tai, the food's out. That's a game changer. It's right unbelievable. There. That Thank is an you, absolute that. Yeah, game changer. Like, oh, it's it's a delight. And you get away from the wife and kids for yeah, an extra twenty. Right, 30. you get to sit there. You get the game on for you yeah. know twenty minutes, half hour, whatever you want. To, I mean, the food's ready before that, but you can sit there as long as you want. Ah, you always warm it up. Anyway, see, well, I do that when we order pizza, late. Rich. Oh, you, you so turn the oven on. We yeah. got a great, you know, like in Connecticut, obviously, just in the New Haven area, there are so many great pizza. Oh, the pizza around here is insane. Yep. So. Uh, that and that's about it for what's cool in Connecticut. <laughs> and that yeah, ends that's the it, list. That's it. Yeah. Um, so I'll take the older one, and I, it's hit, uh, we order it at the bar, and then that gives Dad a chance to get a good local IPA, and then yes. I promise him he can get a Shirley Temple or a Coke. Now he loves it, so now mm-hmm. it's a chance to hang out with Dad. Dad yep. let me get a draft yeah, soda. Bonding. I, it's it's great. Yeah. yeah. But the Mai Tai when ordering the Chinese food, absolute game changer. Also, a pro tip is on the way home. Uh, Don't my- get pulled over by the. <laughs> I was gonna say you gotta really limit it to the one mai tai because that thing it tastes it's, it's like paint thinner. Booze. It's all it is is booze with like they drop a cherry and like a sliced orange in there and it's just booze. But I love it. It's it's my pro favorite. Tip on the way home, yeah. drive on your yeah. side of the street. Take an Uber home is the pro tip. No, is uh, 
if you're if you're a big timer like me and you have the car with the heated seats, uh-huh. you turn you turn the passenger right. uh, oh, yeah. hot buns on, put the put the Chinese food right on top of the hot buns. All right, follow up to this question. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of an organic follow up as well. My wife and I have gone to battle over this one. Uh, when you're coming home, like let's say it's lunchtime, could mm-hmm. be an early supper, but mm-hmm. you know you work evenings. I do obviously a good number of the week as well. Mm-hmm. When you're coming home and you have picked up picked up like quick burger, maybe a uh, sub sub for yourself, are you obligated to call and check with your spouse? Do you want something? Yeah, I think you are. Yeah, you yeah. are. I think you are, especially because I feel like my wife will just because I'm not very picky when it comes to food, so she mm-hmm. just like. She'll just order and like assume that I want something, which is a very very sweet thing of her. Like if if she ordered food tonight, a hundred percent chance there's something for me. So like yeah. I I have to at the very least the few times that I do it. You found a keeper, Keith. I did. Well, yeah, she's like she's a chef. Like she's very very like uh, food. Th- f- she's forward thinking with when it comes to food. Like I, I'm right. never she's I'm never hungry. Care, she's a caretaker. Caretaker. Yes. She has good maternal instinct. Yes. See, yes. my wife who eats like a linebacker but is the size of Black Swan, <laughs> she, she'll just come home like she has an hour and a half between teaching music classes in the morning and then uh, doing a show in the afternoon, and she'll just come up, come home with like a Big Mac and something and just absolutely murder it. And then she'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, did you want something? Uh. Like, <laughs> You're like, well, I didn't before, but watching you scarf that down, now I do. I couldn't be hungrier now. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I agree. I think you kind of you have to. You, uh-huh. I think that's probably the the play. All right, how about this one? And this probably uh, came up this weekend with the Dolphins Chiefs game on Peacock. Uh, if you know that one of your friends has a streaming service uh-huh. that you want to watch the football game on, or maybe even it's like a one off show, right? Like it's a streaming service that you don't have, but you want to watch this show. Do you do you go? Do you ask for the password? How, and, and if you do, how do you do it if you if you even go down that road? Yeah, because the thing is, you don't get a temporary password. It's not like, hey, can I borrow your peacock for the night? It's like once you have the password, it's that. It's that. I must say, chain there for you could you could be in there for weeks or months. I've never asked anybody for their password because I feel like it's just I feel like they would offer it if they wanted you to see something so bad. Like I I forget which streaming service, but I think my sister in law, it's like hers. But like yep. we're we're on that one, so it's like, all right, whatever. That's also family. I don't feel weird asking about it, because I just yeah, I haven't gone that that road. Even though I'm sure like there's a few of my friends who be like, yeah, well, I don't care. Like if you want to watch it, watch it. But I don't know. I'm not as cheap as I am. I still haven't asked anybody. For I this. don't like sharing my passwords. There you so, go. So my sister, I give my like you just said, family. My sister uh, has my HBO Max uh, yep. password. Mm-hmm. I let her have her own profile. There has been times where someone has hit me up from either my HBO, my YouTube TV, whatever like, it is. Yeah. I begrudgingly do it, depending yeah, on depending on the friend. Yeah. And I will go into my account, change the password. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And then mm-hmm. give you that password. And then 24, 48 hours later, I'll change my password back. <laughs> Your password is stiz6969. Like, yep, it always has been. Yeah. Just go ahead and uh-huh. put that, punch that in. You'll be fine. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't mind. Do, like a lot of times I'll get like I'll see in various text threads if it's about Boston sports. Or yeah. Something like to watch like, crush a movie before an award show or something like it'll be like, hey, does anyone have a blank? So it'll be uh, out asked out to ten people, and mm. since I have ev- all of them, yeah, you're like, right, I end right, up fine. doing yeah. it, and yeah, like you said, Stiz, it's a matter of like, do I trust this friend to really just one and done it, or are they going to use it? Right. So I, also, I don't mind, but I've never had to broach. 
Okay, yeah, because I don't tough ask. You don't want to do that, but like I think you can kind of lean without asking straight up. Be like, oh man, I'd really love to watch the show. I just don't have it, and then see what the person says. And it's like, oh yeah, that sucks. <laughs> then you're not gonna get it. But if yeah. you're like, oh dude, just take this one. Also, the old you could uh, a swap. Like if one friend doesn't have HBO Max, the other friend doesn't have Netflix or whatever. Like that's yep. although Netflix is cracking down ish right on their thing. Yeah, it's harder and harder to do it now. On they're only gonna on be like two active accounts. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a it's gotta be a, it's a weird like to directly not put it to a text thread, but rather like straight to you. Like yeah, hey man, can I borrow your Max? Like like well, I pay for it. You could just do the same. <laughs> yeah, right. You're a, it's like asking for a bite of my dinner off my plate. It's like you're an adult. You you can pay for it. Although all the streaming services are going so uh are going through the roof. Like I was bitching about I had to ca- cancel Apple TV Plus mm-hmm. and somebody was like, "Keith, it's 5 bucks a month." I'm like, "No, it used to be 5 bucks. It's now 10. All the other ones are like 15 or 20 or whatever it is." So like it's it's got it's got a little crazy. It's got mm-hmm. a little crazy yeah, if you ask is. me. Yeah, it is. All right, so there you go. That's how you play Can I Get a Ruling here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy on WEEI. We got Grab Bag coming up. We have a whole bunch of stories, including one of the all-time Joe Missoula quotes. He said it pregame, brought it up himself, kind of out of nowhere. So we'll have that for you as a part of Grab Bag. But right now, here's Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Pete Carroll, who's been the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks for 14 seasons, has been let go by the team. In a statement released by the team's chair, Jody Allen, she also said that Carroll is to remain within the Seahawks organization, but not as the team's head coach. Also tonight, Nick Saban. News broke out of Alabama that Nick Saban is out. He is planning to retire Saban was hired by the University of Alabama in 2007. He led the Crimson Tide program to six national championship wins, 11 Southeastern Conference championships. Celtics, they are home tonight playing the Minnesota Timberwolves, trying to keep their perfect 17-0 record at home alive. Right now, with less than two minutes to play, Minnesota is up 109-104. to and the Bruins lost on the road in Arizona last night. They fell 3-4 to four to the Coyotes in overtime. Lena Solmark sustained a lower body injury late in the game and had to be helped off the ice by two teammates. Bruins back on the ice tomorrow night when they'll be in Vegas to face the Golden Knights. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keith Show, including Grab Bag, coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy WEEI. Still nothing on the Patriots front. Bill Belichick, no news. No news today. We did get major coaching news, however. Pete Carroll out of Seattle. Nick Saban retiring from Alabama. We'll toss that in there. Mike Vrabel out of Tennessee yesterday. So currently seven job openings in the NFL. Patriots could be eight. I don't know if any other non-playoff teams would make that move. It seems like the uh, the Bears, which actually we'll get to here coming up, they're keeping Matt Eberflus, but they might be getting rid of everybody else. So it mm-hmm. seems like the other coaches may be safe to this point. But uh, all the stories, Fitzy, that we didn't get to in the first 
Three plus hours of the program we get to now with... First up, NFL ratings up 7% from 2022. You believe that? I do. Do you have any theories as to why? Because I have one. I know that 93 out of the 100 most popular TV shows of the year were football. My big, my predominant theory, uh, SAG and uh, Writers Guild strike. Ooh, that's a good one. Mine? It's me. Ooh, yeah, Swifties came out. She was in a lot of primetime games, and I know all those games at the time did really well because they were keeping track of that, and they were they would post that. But yeah, every year it's always the NFL stuff. So even if it dips, it's still better than everything else. It's yeah. always funny to me to look at what the seven or eight other shows are each year, and it's usually well depending on if it's a political like campaign season or not. If it is, mm-hmm. maybe you'll get one of those. Maybe the Oscars. Maybe. Uh, and then maybe the no national one really cares about the Oscars anymore. No, they really don't. It used to be one of the award shows would pop up. Maybe a college football game, right? You'd get like the national championship, um, which, by the way, had a massive draw. Yeah, Monday so it could night. be. Yeah, so twenty five. Maybe... They had twenty five million watching the game Monday night. So I mean, that's that's pretty good. Uh, but you're not going to get really anything else from any of the other sports. I mean, we don't have we don't have the we watches anymore. We don't have the group like it may have like. The penultimate and last episodes of Game of Thrones may have been like the last thing that we all watched together at the same time. Like, yeah, we just don't watch things like there's just nothing that we're all so fractured and split with our streamers. And mm-hmm. are you watching this? Oh, did you bin this? You got to catch this. Like we're all over the place. Yeah, week to week TV shows. It's tough. I mean, Game of Thrones definitely the last one. True Detective starting this week. I know we'll Jodie Foster. I know season four. Season four. Yeah, Jodie Foster. Who, who uh, who's the who's the star? Jodie Foster and... I forget the other lady's name, but it's two women this time. Takes place yeah. in Alaska, where I believe it's dark 24 hours of the day. Yeah, I'm in. 30 days of night. 100% yeah. I'm in. Let's yeah. go. Oh, yeah. Where's True Detective Season 1, Rich, in your all-time Ooh. TV shows? Uh, it was in the top 50. We did the top 50 for Dork. We took your ballot as well. And uh, True Detective was a tough... Because we did, we did a whole series. So we didn't just do one-off season. So it was tough because Season 2 was so bad. And then season three was actually kind of solid. It was the Matt Patricia offense of TV shows. It was. Seasons. The, but the first season, I mean, that is a top, is that a top 15 season of television? It's got to be a top 20 TV season. Yeah, top e- 20 easily. probably. With a, with a top 10 performance by McConaughey. Oh, it was crazy. Just like, it knocked my socks off. What a great story. I don't think the ending was as great. Because like, I think as you went on week to week, and we, I remember talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. It was it was gonna be difficult for the finale to really live up to it. It was a solid finale, but it wasn't like a you know, knock your socks better off than finale. people gave it credit for. It's just that the show peaked so high so yes. quickly that yeah. it was almost impossible to yeah. live up to. Welcome to the grab bag. Chris Sale said he doesn't view his time in Boston as a success. Do you agree with him? I do. Mm. I think when you spend three quarters of your time on the shelf, injured or not performing up to the massive contract. I mean, look, you got a World Series. Yeah. And he was great those first two years. But I think the both the criticism and ridicule he faced, in addition to the inability to actually p- pitch a full season, 
for five years, 1920, 21, 22, 23, five years the guy was not able to pitch a full season. So you can't like... Even 18 wasn't a full season. No, it wasn't. As a matter of fact, he had to finish out of the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's probably right. I mean, there were some really high highs. I mean, 17 was insane. He had 300 strikeouts. The guy was uh, right there in the Cy Young voting. Awesome. And then was a part part of the 18 team, which won the World Series. And... uh, yeah, but he's right. I mean, it, it was it was a it was one of those weird ones where it was a wildly successful trade and then just the worst signing, right? If you separate the two, they traded for him, wasn't making a lot of money. The prospects yep. that they sent away didn't come back to bite him, and he was his best years were his first two, mm-hmm. and then it was just downhill, and there he just wasn't available. Like he just the guy never never played. You feel, you feel badly, and I hate the fact that he wanted to get out of Chicago so badly. Came there, experienced. Such a joy with the the crowds and the sellouts and sale day and everything yeah, that yeah. ends the World Series, and then it's five years of highly compensated frustration that leads to him being glad, so glad to get out that he waves his no trade clause. Like what a sad ending to what could have been great. Let's all go to the grab bag. Celtics going to overtime with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So Stiz is plus 380 money line. T-Wolves bet is uh, hanging in there. When you fail it, you fail it, Rich. I don't know what to say. Now, this one I feel like is... Uh, damn Timberwolves plus nine and a half. This, this one's a real damn shame. So I took under 29 and a half Anthony Edwards. He has 29 <laughs> after four quarters. Oh, man. That should be a cash it win. Instead, they're going to go play five minutes... He's, all he needs is a free throw, and yep. I'm going to lose. And can I also just point out again? Unbelievable! <laughs> for the umpteen millionth time, guess what was the bugaboo for the Celtics tonight? What would that be? The third quarter. No way! They had a bad third quarter? That never happens. Isn't that weird? They never have a bad third quarter. What? Well, they always have a bad third quarter. That's right. Uh, right. I'm thinking of a different what team. What do Missoula and company say to the Celtics? What either, happens at the half? Either there's not enough orange slices, there's too many orange slices. I can't figure it out. But whatever they're doing at halftime, change it. Yeah, like change it. Get rid of the egg roll buffet. Save it that for after it. the game. That ain't gonna work. How about pregame though? Here's Joe Missoula, who I think this was at the end, this was the end of the press conference. They already asked him about you know I'm sure Porzingis and everything else. And uh, before he walks off, he stops and has this to say. Hey, you know, one thing I forgot, no one's ever uh, asked me what my favorite scene from the town was. I know you guys all know it's my favorite movie, but no no one's ever been curious about what my favorite scene is? Huh? No, 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 that's my second favorite one. My favorite one is Doug McRae's getting ready to leave town, and he skips by uh, the FBI's car and leaves a nice, well-thought-out, handwritten note underneath the antenna and then gets out of town. That's my favorite scene. So, Why? I don't know. What the hell is this guy? What, what is this guy? What a weirdo. And we all know what the note said. What did it say? Go F yourself. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? So pregame. No one's ever asked me. Like, yeah. Does he come in with these bizarre, <laughs> like, does he wake up and when he finishes, know. when he finishes judo and his half an hour of stretching and. Yeah. Taping whatever. his mouth shut and everything else. Remember, I'm telling you, I, I knew it the second we saw him last season when he was chewing his gum like an absolute sociopath. And then once people started talking about it, he was like off gum. I'd never seen a guy work a piece of gum like Joe Missoula for the first two weeks of the season last year. It was like, this guy's unhinged. He's going to lose his mind. And then he's like, all right, I'm off gum. 
But now, like, what a what a silly goose. So Chris Forsberg on uh, Twix, as, as Fitzy likes to call, said that he was using, did that as a way to covertly tell the NBA what he thinks of its last two-minute report. Ah. Okay. All right. So that's smart. That's a good connection because okay. obviously I didn't listen to the entire, we were on the air. I didn't listen to the well, entire Well, it, it was completely out of the blue. It was. Now, we know his favorite thing is the town. Remember he said last year he watched it like every day before the playoffs? He watched it like every day. Yeah, he watches it like it's like my once daughter a week. with Aladdin. Like this guy is nuts. <laughs> like so, he watches the town every day, uh, and, he, and he loves that. You guys never asked me what my favorite scene is. I mean, it's a good movie, but I mean, is it watch it once a week? Good? It is not that good. No, I mean, it's not that good. It's good. Like to your point, I like it. I don't even watch it when I see it on TNT anymore. No, I've seen what? it enough. I've seen I've seen it so many. You don't times, get Shawshank Nick. by the town still? No, no. It was cool though because my wife was living in. Uh, the north end at that time. So we she were, had a garden. She did not, but she didn't have much of, of space at all. But it was cool. Like where she went to the laundromat is they turned that into like the outside of one of the banks and like that whole street where she like lit like a street over. They filmed it. I actually was at the corner when they were filming the uh, one of the car chases, and it was crazy to see. So they do this like wild car chase in like the scene, and then they stop. And then all the cars like go in reverse to go back to where they were. I mean, you guys both know movies more than I do as far as sets, but it was like cool as hell to like, yeah, that's watch awesome. and play. Shout out my buddy Slane, who's in that movie, The Town. Oh, oh, is he? Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's the driver, the one that gets yeah, killed well, in the yeah, yeah. at the end. Yeah. And just like the nun masks and stuff. And then they, they shut down a few of the restaurants that were right there. So that was cool. Anyway. But we're, the last we're, movie that got to shut down Fenway Park entirely. Like, that was pretty cool. That's love for Affleck. And... Good. They they took a like a thirty second chunk of Dale and Holly and put it in the movie. So that's that pretty great? badass too. I, I, I like that all of it. The whole thing is pretty good. Oh my god, Becky, look at her grab bag. It is so big. Connor Bedard out six to eight weeks. The oh. rookie phenom with the Chicago Blackhawks broken jaw. Ah, how that a little puck to the chops? I uh, must have been a puck to the chops. Either that or he uh, got into a big fight off the ice. No, I think it was a, I think it was a on ice injury. That's mouthing off to the guy that made his Chicago beef. He could have been, could have been, but uh, no, so you're not going to see him for a little bit. And here comes the grab bag, grab, grab bag, 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 grab, grab bag. Boston Bruins lost in overtime last night to the Arizona Coyotes. They're back at it tomorrow, taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. Of course, uh, big note in that game is uh, Linus hurt. So we might get... He left with like two minutes into overtime, yeah. I want to yeah. say. And he had to get like helped off. So we'll see what happens there. The Bruins, kind of like the Patriots, are usually pretty tight-lipped when it comes to injuries. But maybe we'll see an extended uh, Swayman action here. Coming yeah, up. you always get like the upper body or lower body. You don't even yeah. get like leg injury or no. knee injury. Like it's just like... Cut the body, body in half and there you go. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, for those who would like to see Swayman get an extended period of action to see if he can really be goalie one, there you go. Here's your oppor- here's your opportunity. I also appreciate the fact that even though you know Bruins still one of the top teams in the NHL this season, just far outperforming, outkicking expectations. I appreciate the fact they don't get smoked in regulation. Like, there's a lot of overtime losses. Like, that's tough. I understand that. Right. And you're going to want to try to find a way to end yeah. up on the other side of those come postseason time. But like. I appreciate the fact that they they show up every night. Like there hasn't mm-hmm. been a wow, man, seven one. What happened? But after their crazy start, what were they eleven one and one? They've kind of 
They've that gone was ridiculous. a winning streak and then like a losing streak, a winning streak. So they had those four wins in a row. They've now lost three of four. But like you said, one was in the shootout, one was in overtime. So you're getting points still. Mm-hmm. But uh, Bruce Cassidy uh, and the Vegas Golden Knights as their road trip continues tomorrow night. It's at the 10 o'clock start here. And then on Saturday, they're in St. Louis before they come home for an extended uh, home including the MLK Day. They got a 1 o'clock game Monday afternoon back here at the Garden. Everyone's talking about grab bag. I would agree with that. Mac Jones talking about Nick Saban as Saban announced his retirement today. So Mac Jones took to uh, Instagram and uh, I think Twitter as well, or both, uh, and paid tribute to Nick Saban, a guy that uh, took a chance on him, believed in him. He took a a bunch of nice photos of him and the whole thing. Matter of fact, Mac Jones, here's what he had to say about his former coach that he won a national championship with. Right there on the IG, breaking his like the second post he's had basically in like a year. Obviously a tough year for him. Thank you for believing me. Thank you for teaching me the process. Thank you for the invaluable football and life lessons you taught me and so many other players, coaches, families, friends, and fans. Thank you to the greatest college coach of all time. Roll Tide forever, coach. Yep. Guy loves Alabama. He does love Alabama. It was nice. It was very kind. Very, 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 very kind. He's like, can you please coach in the NFL somewhere so I have a chance to go somewhere else? Also, please, please, please don't let Coach Belichick yell at me. (laughs) Uh, You got to help me with this one. Chiefs Charles. Omenihue. Omenihue is giving away 93 month Peacock subscriptions to fans. We've talked about how the, the game, the one streaming playoff game happens to be Chiefs and Dolphins. That's a nice gesture there. Isn't that nice? So that's going to, yeah. so like probably five bucks a month. Probably not giving away Peacock Premium, just standard. Pe- no, you're Peacock. getting ads, I would imagine. He's yeah. not going crazy Ad here. supported. So it'll be yeah. $5 a month. So that's 15 bucks times 90. So that's $1,350. That's nice. nice. That is a nice uh, gesture. You, you have to imagine that those are probably going to members of Chiefs Kingdom that don't live anywhere within the Kansas City, Missouri metropolitan market because right. whenever games are on a streamer, there has to be a broadcast network within the metropolitan bounds that shows the game. So Kansas City can watch it on, like, K-Star 5, and right. Miami can watch it on whatever they I'm going to have to tell Greg Hill, because I'm hearing Greg Hill's not very happy about the Peacock. Well, he won't be uh, able to watch it on those. Oh, please. He has to watch but it. Ocean Prime doesn't have Peacock? No, he's very upset. Very upset. Yeah, well, oh. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, which one of you guys ordered the grab bag? All right, how about this for a little uh, nugget? Each time Steelers and Bills meet in the playoffs, which mm-hmm. has been three times, the winner goes to the Super Bowl. Ooh. Does that happen again this year? Oh. If it does, <laughs> we know which team it's going to be. Yes, the team that wins. No, mm-hmm. I don't think it's I don't think it's happening. No, it's I don't. Gotta, it's got to break this year. That I, streak has got to come to an end. Yeah, that's kind of a wild little nugget, though. Yeah, yeah it is. That's uh, now we all heard about that Super Bowl logo jinx. Yes, or that thing one like, I'm interested in. That one about like the colors of the Super Bowl thing. Teams end up playing it. Like how is that? Since they real? went to the Universal logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like the the city like the cityscape and then the giant phallus Vince Lombardi <laughs> trophy tower in the middle. Yeah, the colors that they surround it with are. Predominantly, like the last several years, those two colors have been the colors of the teams that have gone to the Super Bowl. And this year, whatever intrepid little Redditor or TikToker discovered this, Rich, they found out that the two colors were red and purple. 
the colors of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it's all happening. And your birds, a Balmer, who it's are happening. both the number one seeds. Yeah, so it was Chiefs, Eagles, and uh, Rams, Bengals. It was like just ripped right from them the last, the previous two years. Now, which one of those two streaks continue? Yeah, um, only yeah. one of those streaks can continue. I'm voting on the Super Bowl color color logo scheme. Yeah, oh color yeah, the scheme. color the be. color scheme for sure is going to be the the winner. Why I tell you, I tell you, that's the finest grab bag this town has ever seen. The Disney Plus MCU series Echo is now available, and unlike some of their previous uh, series like Loki and Hawkeye and, and things like that, they put all the episodes out at once. It's only five episodes. They all got uh, released last night. I've watched the first two. What do we think? I liked the first episode quite a bit. Second episode was okay. How often do separate second episodes end up as good, if not better than the, like? I feel like there's a drop. Like they yeah. they kind of want to pull you slump. in. They do it. They do a nice thing in the first step, uh, first episode. So good violence. It's definitely a mature show. That's what they're shooting for. You wondered if mm-hmm. they were actually going to do that on Disney. They do. Comes with a warning at the beginning. Like I just want to make sure it's mature. Like make sure it's the right audience for it. But mm-hmm. this, if you watched Hawkeye, they introduced Echo there. They brought back Kingpin from the Daredevil series there. Uh, and so they do a good job of kind of like lining it up with what she did in the Echo. Oh, I'm sorry, what she did in the Hawkeye series, and then now kind of launching her own series. So two episodes in, got three more to go. Uh, Davey and I are going to talk about it next week on the uh, Dork Podcast. So I think it's so far it's worth the watch. Now it could fall apart in the final three episodes, but as of right now, what I've seen, I, I like it. I enough. saw Davey uh, twi- twixing about it earlier, saying he was all all about it. Yeah, he watched the fr- I know that was the first episode. He was like, this is what I was looking for. So I don't know how many more he's seen. But yeah, so so far, so good. Grab bag. Now, this is something you found, Fitzy. The Irrelevant Bowl yes. has been announced for 2025. What is this? Okay, so I saw, of all people, Darren Ravel tweeted this out earlier today. Apparently, there is a there is a committee that has put together the idea for the Irrelevant Bowl. So the guys who celebrate Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the NFL draft, have announced the Irrelevant Bowl, featuring the worst two teams in college football next year. The bowl is currently looking for a venue and a sponsor. This past year, it would have been 2-10 and 10 Vanderbilt facing 1-11 and 11 Akron. So but are they really going to go and do this? Who would I? I would be more the into toilet this bowl? One I mean, literally, than I would the yeah. college football national championship. <laughs> How would you know? Who wouldn't want to bet on the? I mean, this but is they like, know the, they're de- like call what? it the degenerate bowl. Yeah, that is. There'd be probably the most bets or the second most bets made on that game compared to any of the other oh, bowl games. Oh God! But like, Just, are the, like you're also kind of being like you're the you're the joke. Like you team, you are so bad. You got a game, but, if you, but you have to like have a sense of, like that. No, I know. A good sense of humor gets you really far in this life. But like, do you think especially pl- about yourself? No, I know. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's interesting. It's worth a shot. Wait, where did you say they're playing it, or is it up? They're currently looking for okay, a venue and a sponsor. Got it. But they would like to like. There's movement. Oh, I there's think sponsors sponsors will come out of the woodwork for it. I mean, you can get some sort of like a legit like a toilet company or something like that. Would, would I was do. gonna say, is there not like something like if you've got like dude wipes and all these yeah. other rando brands sponsoring bowl games and segments in games? Like, yeah, they're how could in you, it. like they should be able to get it paid for. Where is it going to host? And you got to agree to get these two teams. Like the call. Like, why wouldn't your college rich if your program could get a five million dollar check? 
Why wouldn't you send out your one and eleven Akron Warriors or whatever? I just I'm curious what the coach and like what the players think of that. Like we were so bad, we got to go play another one. Because if you're on a bad team and the year's over, then like oh no no no, you got to practice for another month and then come back and play in this game. Like no, don't even bother. I'm done. Like I don't want to play anymore. So you might even just get a bunch of backups from the worst. It might even be worse than you think. But yeah, I would. There's so many bowl games between like. Two six and six teams. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather see the other end of the spectrum. Same. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a good one. All right. There you go. That's another uh, successful edition of Grab Bag. Grab bag. Grab bag. We'll have another one tomorrow with our guy, uh, Andy Hart, who will be back in for the uh, full tang program. Uh, we will tell you what happened with the uh, Boston Celtics tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves and wrap up the show coming up next year on WEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy WEEI. Let's grab a call here, Fitzy, before we uh, tell you what was going on with the uh, the Celtics and then get ourselves out of here. Steve in Fall River wants to talk about Robert Kraft and the Patriots. Steve, what do you got? What are they doing? Why are we sitting around waiting? The whole world is moving. Nick Saban retired. If Bill Belichick had any brains, he'd retire before he continues to harm his legacy. Somebody some texted back and forth a friend. They said, what's going on? I said, I feel like I'm in a disaster zone. And I'm waiting for the wrecking ball to start up and come and knock down the rest of my house. I mean, we've got a, we're, we're just at the bottom here. We're, we're in the bottom. We're back to 1992. There's nothing to salvage here. You've got to come in, knock the damn thing down to square one, and build it back up. I think the crafts know this. I don't know what the wait's for. I'll be shocked if they piecemeal it. And it will not work with a piecemeal. It has to be a rebuild. If anyone remembers 92, uh, we were down at the bottom. And we were brought there by Bill Belichick right now and Robert Kraft's diddling and daddling and whatnot. It's time to realize where we're at as an organization and start the rebuild. I would like a whole rebuild, too. I mean, that's that's what I would advocate for. I don't want anybody that's even associated with Belichick to take over. It just doesn't feel like that's the direction it's going in. feels like it's going to be Vrabel or Mayo. He mentions, like, why hasn't Belichick retired like Saban? Because I think Belichick wants to keep coaching, and some team out there is going to take him, whether it's Atlanta or Washington or the Chargers. Someone's going to take him. And he. It, this is not Belichick that's holding this up, in my mind. This is Robert Kraft trying to find a way – to not appear to be the bad guy, but also get what he wants in all this. And right. Belichick wants to keep coaching, and he wants the $25 million or whatever it is that's owed to him. So if you're Bill, you're like, all right, what's what's your move, Robert? Like, I told you I'm under contract. I told the world I'm under contract. So I look more at Robert than I do Bill with, with all this. Yeah, I think Robert wants to have his cake, eat it too, and make sure that it gets a bunch of five-star reviews online. Yep, exactly. Like he wants to be like the optics, are, and this it can't happen. Precious it, element, no, it, it can't happen. We talked to enough people, like back to back callers, have polar opposite opinions on what they want to have happen with the Patriots. So no matter what Robert Kraft ends up doing, mm-hmm. it's going to be fifty fifty at best. Gotta, I mean, how like how in business 
has Robert Kraft been able to, and I certainly would never doubt the man's mm -hmm. acumen and, and ability to be uh, someone who takes advantage of every deal, <clears throat> cutthroat businessman, you know, obviously they've made billions. Yes. Yep. But, like, you have to understand that you're going to rub some people the wrong way, to go back to what Gerard Mayo said recently, and that you're going to, like, burn... Maybe not burn a few bridges, but certainly leave some collateral damage along the way. Yeah, but it's to a good year. be able year. to win a deal or whatever. But now he, like, he, like, he's no, petrified of like, right. losing fan favor because I think he knows four years ago he took a big knock. Oh, when huge. He sided with Belichick. But at least this year you will have the end of April, a big boom for whoever the third pick is. We can rally around that guy. Like, oh, my God, here you go. You got this guy. You haven't had a draft pick this high since Drew Bledsoe, right? Belichick mm -hmm. never had a pick third overall. And so you get somebody like that, especially if it's a quarterback, even if it's a guy like we like, like Marvin Harrison, like you can at least move on to that. And if it's somebody like Vrabel or Mayo, you're just praying they get out to a good start because if they right. don't, that's when things kind of can get ugly all over again. But you get a good start. People have short memories and, uh, you know, you can kind of celebrate the good. Yeah. Yeah. We talk so much about Mike Vrabel wanting to come back to Foxborough because because of all the things he said during his Hall of Fame induction. Like, it's not like this everywhere else. The best fans, an incredible organization, amazing coaches, what a tough place, blah, blah, blah. But do you th what, kind of, uh, what kind of appetite or what kind of tolerance or stomach do you think he has for the work that it's going to take to get the Patriots back to a competitive place where he feels like he can really do his best coaching versus, you know, like, you know, somewhere else where it's just like, I got to make a couple tweaks and I think I can get this team to the playoffs. Mm. The Pats are not just a couple tweaks away from getting back to the playoffs. No, that's a good point. Sorry. And I think something that we should start talking about, too, is Mike Vrabel took over for Mike Malarkey in uh, Tennessee. And Malarkey. I know Mike, Mike Malarkey's not known for being this great coach. However, mm -hmm. he was nine and seven and lost in the divisional round. And then Vrabel came in. So Vrabel inherited a 9-7 and seven team. And I know there was, you know, Marcus Mariota. And it was sort of like you're looking at, like, this isn't the greatest part of the world. But it's 9-7. and seven. It wasn't 4-13. and 13. So he didn't do the overhaul. He didn't do a massive rebuild. And that team, he had the – Mike Malarkey's last two years, uh, Mike Vrabel had the same record as his first two years. They went 9-7 and seven, four straight years. So they obviously wanted to break through the nine and seven ceiling, which yep. it took him two seasons to do. Yeah, it did. They they uh, but in this second season they went around further. They went to the conference championship. So if you're looking at it that way, it was more of a success than Malarkey. But by yeah, one game, the Patriots by one shock the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, we have a final from the Garden. The Boston Celtics remain undefeated at home this year, seventeen and zero. They beat the T Wolves one twenty seven to one twenty. In overtime, and somehow, some way, Anthony Edwards didn't score in overtime. Ah, You're so kidding. I, I cash it. 29 points. Over-under was 29 and a half. Jason Tatum had 45. Jalen Brown had 35. There we go. There's the two of them actually mm -hmm. balling out on the same night together. I'd love to hear that. 80 points for Tatum and Brown. Uh, third leading scorer, uh, or on the season anyway, Chris Depp's Porzingis didn't play. Yeah. Only one other guy in double figures. I mean, that happens when two guys get 80. Uh, Drew Holiday had 12. Derek White, Al Horford each had nine. And the Murder mm. Cornet had eight off the bench. Uh, Edwards is 29, led the way for T-Wolves. Carl Anthony Towns at 25. No Rudy Gobert, but a bad third quarter, as we had alluded to during grab bag. Yep. But they were able to overcome it. And they go to overtime, and uh, they get the uh, the seven-point win. So and I would like to congratulate myself for second-guessing myself on my yep. bet du jour. Yep. If I stuck with my gut and just went with Minnesota plus nine and a half, I would have won. 
Instead? Instead, I went with Wembenyama over 21.5 points. He nope. finished with 16. Not good enough. I was like, uh, I went Scoot Henderson last night over 12.5. I think he had eight. I was like, ah, oh, for Son God's sake. For God's sakes. All right, I'll get all your wild card picks against the spread on Friday. We'll keep track of all those bad boys. But uh, to it. next show, we will talk to you. Oh, you're on the air Monday afternoon, right? Yes, sir. So okay, I'll you talk to you full tang a week from tonight, my man. Very good. Good stuff, Fitzy. Uh, Stiz, you and I will be back tomorrow with Andy Hart. So everybody have a great rest of your Wednesday night. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6.